G'day friends, welcome back. We are back for round three of AFLW season seven. And as we did last week, I'm going to um, just do the St Kilda game, obviously, which is against Melbourne. And then I've picked one other game I'm going to talk about, and it was the Dockers versus the Bulldogs because it was a cracker. So I was very happy to give that one a watch. Um, so yeah, I'm going to break those two down and then a couple of other things just generally in relation to the AFLW that I will touch on. Let's get into it. Um, before I talk about the football, I want to talk about the Queen. Oh, this is going to upset people. Um, obviously the Queen passed away last week. 70 years in the chair is a pretty good effort. Um, she is honestly one of the most amazing humans who's ever been alive. That is not hyperbole. She, she truly is. Um, the AFLW... This week, um, this weekend, just gone, was celebrating Indigenous Round. And uh, because of, I mean, I'm honestly not even entirely sure why, because of how England, you know, basically because of colonisation, because of the treatment of Indigenous people by us, the colony, <laughs> um, and, and the monarchy's role in general... Um, the AFLW over the weekend chose not to honour the Queen in any way. Um, I cannot make heads or tails of that decision. I can't believe it. Actually, I understand where they're coming from, right? Indigenous Round is so important and... Um, maintaining the respect and knowledge around Indigenous Australians and their culture is one of the most important things we can do in Australia right now. And I also understand that things like the Stolen Generation, things like j just the sheer number of Aboriginals that were displaced, that died, all the horrible things that have happened to their culture and their people because um, Australia was colonised um, by a country that was a monarchy. I, I have a real issue with choosing to really disrespect someone who, who as I said, is one of the most amazing humans to ever walk the earth for something that her family did. She didn't do this, right? She didn't execute order stolen generation, okay? 
She was, as I understand it, actually one of the more progressive monarchs that we've ever seen. Well, given she's been in the seat for 70 years, she's probably the most progressive monarch that there's ever been in the Commonwealth, right? She was... And the fact that she... And I know it doesn't, like, it doesn't matter, like, the like, like honouring her should be required, not required, honouring her should be a, a given, whether she's a woman or not, but the fact that the AFLW, who is trying to, like, make big strides for, you know, the development of women's sport, and just women in general, chose not to honour she might be the greatest woman who's ever lived. I don't know. There's some good ones. But like, if she'd lived another two years, she would have been the longest serving monarch in the history of the planet. Two more years. She's the longest serving English monarch. I think she went past that like six or seven years ago. If she'd lived another two years, longest in history... The things that she's lived through, the things she's had to deal with. Back when the monarchy had, you know, more power and more importance, she had serious shit that she had to negotiate. Right? The number of different prime ministers, world leaders. She, it cannot be understated. Sorry, the other way around. It cannot be overstated. What a mir miraculous Per person she was and like I said I understand that there's a lot of water to go under the bridge with sort of getting over what's been done to Aboriginal culture um, there's you know it's it's all baby steps at the moment to sort of gain more understanding, more respect. It's still a big problem how, like, you know, a lot of people view them, um, which is a real shame. A lot of people still don't really care, which is a shame. Um, it's pretty terrible, actually. But I don't understand why they couldn't do both. Why they can't honour Indigenous round and the death of this amazing human at the same time. If they do it this week, if they do it this weekend, now that Indigenous Round is over, if they do it now, that's so fucked up. It's actually so fucked up. It, uh, I don't know. It just really, it, it did not make any sense to me at all. That's all I'll say. Um, the football, the football. So way back on Friday night, it was the Dockers and the Dogs. It was an excellent game. It was a really, really good game. Um, two very evenly matched teams, I thought. And I think, like, I think Frio was sort of starting to build on their year. Like it's round three, um, but they are starting to build after their really slow start. They've had lots of injuries, lots of other problems. Um, but it's not going to be their year. It's not the year. The fact that they, they played really, honestly, quite well and it was a close game and they still didn't get the win, um, things just aren't going their way this year. So it's bad luck for them. 
They're now zipping three. And, and now, I know I said last week that it looked like they were doing a top six. It seems now that they are 100% doing a top eight. So, 10 games um, to make the eight, you need six or seven. Probably six and an okay percentage will get you in, you would think. Um, but yeah, the, the, so the Dockers have got a hill to climb now. But yeah, I thought they did play really, really well. Um, and so did the Dogs. The Dogs were excellent. Kirsty Lamb was unbelievable. She's one of the you know less spoken about real A-graders in the comp, I would say. Um, she had an unbelievable game. Bowers was excellent. Uh, Miller was excellent. Blackburn was excellent. Um, the the ruck for the Bulldogs, whose name I've forgotten, Edwards, something like that. Um, I thought she was fantastic. Um, but yeah, it was a cracking game. There was there was an awesome battle between Eleanor Brown and Ain Ty. Um, Brown plays for the Dogs and Ty plays for Fremantle. Um, they just had a really, really good battle. Ties the forward and Brown as the defender. Just every time it went towards them, it was just one on one, um, inside fifty, and they just had a really, really great battle throughout the game. I thought it was great. Um, Riley Wilcox stood out for me for the Bulldogs. She did. She was one of the two this round to get a Rising Star nomination. Uh, at only seventeen years of age, she, she was really impressive. She's got serious pace. She kicked a really, really great goal and the celebration that she had after she kicked it was fucking great. I loved it. So much enthusiasm. She was so excited. Um, but man, talk about like like an X-Factor player. So much spark. Like she really um, caught my eye with the way that she played. I thought that was excellent. Um, it was what I'm really enjoying these last two weeks by picking specific games is I'm learning how teams want to play. And it was interesting seeing how the dogs really want to control the ball. They're a high marking team. So they want to move it uh, down the field by really maintaining possession, kick mark, kick mark, kick mark. And it was interesting as well to see Miller, Hayley Miller for Fremantle interviewed at halftime saying that they need to kind of do the same. She's like that. Like the game was relatively even. Um, I think the dogs might have been in front by a little bit at halftime, or it might have been the other way around. But it was pretty close. And yeah, she was interviewed, and she said, "We just need just need to cool down, get the basics right, control the ball." So they were seeing what the dogs were doing and how it was working. And and her as the captain has gone, "Gee, we we need to try and improve in that area as well." So that was interesting to see, and that's probably why it became such an even contest because both teams sort of tried to outdo each other at the same thing um but no no it was it was really good to watch and at the very end when both teams were really sort of struggling to hit the scoreboard late gabby newton number one pick from three years ago two years ago um stood up and took a big contested mark for the dogs kicked the goal game over it was just just like in her head she's gone right this is the moment where we're going to win the game and it's going to be me right she didn't take her eyes off the ball she just clunked it good old-fashioned clunk went back and kicked the goal it was really really good um so yeah that was that was a fantastic game to watch um 
I'm glad there's been a couple. As the season goes on, it's going to be hard for me to find games that involve teams that I've not watched at all yet. Um, because now, given like including the Saints games and these games that I've watched, I've seen Sydney, Hawthorne, Melbourne, Fremantle, Bulldogs, Carlton, and Essendon. And St Kilda, obviously, all up close. So only 10 other teams that I haven't um, really had a close look at yet. So hopefully there is a game this weekend coming where I can uh, get my eyes on some fresh teams, which would be good. Um, now the Saints. The Saints, bloody slow start. <laughs> God, that first quarter against Melbourne. Six goals, one to fucking nothing. That was not good. That <laughs> was so bad. I mean, we're growing. We're, we're, like, what this game showed me is that we have improved enormously from last season because, yeah, we had just the most horrendous start. That first quarter was the worst football just about that we've played in 2022. So comprising the other season as well. Um, so that wasn't good. But then for the rest of the game to keep our pressure up to the point where Melbourne were goalless for the rest of the game. Granted, we only kicked three ourselves because Melbourne are also still a very good team. But to totally suffocate them, and they had 10 scoring shots, which all happened to be behinds. But it, it when the team's kicking a lot of behinds, it is part on like their errors, like they're not kicking well. But it also can show a team's pressure and a team not making it easy for the opposition to get easy shots at goal, which is what St Kilda were doing really well. Um, so I was act like, you know, for it to only be 26 points, the difference in the end, um, I was really happy with. I, I was I was really pleased with the outcome, given how we started. Um, but yeah, hopefully uh, for the rest of the year, we do not start games so slowly because it, like we, it took us an entire quarter to react. They jumped us, and then in a blink of an eye, we're six goals down. And you know what the fuck is going on? Um, yeah, it was not good. Not good. Um, I thought Sheilor was fantastic. Um, she didn't have enormous numbers, but she kicked two goals, and she had to do a lot of work at both ends of the ground. So she was. Th there was times where she was basically following the ball from one end to the other. She'd you know be up forward for one sort of bit of play, then the board work its way down to the other end, and then she'd be there. And there was a few times where she went up and down and up and down, going to full back to try and intercept, going to full forward to try and score. She did a lot of work in this game, so I was really impressed with how she played. Um, Vesely, I thought, was fantastic. She's getting better every single week. Um, and Patrikios is growing back into her, um, her original form. So she's had, you know, 12 months off, obviously, um, without playing. Um, so it is going to take her a bit of time to get back to her best, but I thought she was really good as well. Um, a matchup that I really liked was Clara Fitzpatrick on Taylor Harris. Um, Taylor Harris had a bit of influence on the game, but she didn't kick a goal, which I thought was really, really good. Um, Clara, it's been great to have her back. So she had a couple of seasons off. She went back to Ireland. There was visa problems. There's COVID. I think she had an injury. So there was a, a few reasons why she missed a couple of seasons there. Um, but it's been great to have her back. Great to have a really capable key defender. Not that our others aren't capable, but she's got some... She's very tall. Like, she's as tall as Harris, which you don't get very often. Um, and she's a really good shutdown key defender. 
Like she isn't going to take 15 intercepts or anything like that, but she made Harris's life really difficult. Um, so that was excellent to see. Um, and God, I, I've been talking about it for three weeks in a row now, but it is such a gift to have such a brilliant ruck like Aaron McKinnon. We've had other rucks throughout St. Kilda's history, but none at the level that McKinnon is at. To have her ruck ability, to have her size and her strength in there is an enormous asset. She's been fantastic so far this year. Um, so yeah, it, I was really, really pleased with how St. Kilda sort of fought back into the game and, and really... Like, what they would have learned from that game is that if we play like that for four quarters, we could even beat the best teams, like Melbourne. So that was really, really pleasing to see. Um, Just one more thing I want to talk about before I finish up. I think, so next year, right? So assuming they do season eight at the same time next year as they've done season seven this year. So starting, you know, maybe starting at that pre-finals buy, right? If they do that, they I, I think, I don't know if they're going to jump straight into a 17-game season. Everyone plays everyone once. I think that'd be good. Um, but I don't know if they're going to, because like there's TV deals, there's, there's all sorts of stuff to get through before they, you know, almost double the length of the season. What I think they could do, though, is make the games longer. Because at the moment they do 15-minute quarters with overtime, so it's five minutes less of playing time than the men get. And I think, because I thought about this while I was watching the Fremantle and Bulldogs game, both teams were able, like it was like it was only 30 to 32 or something in the end, it was pretty low, like three goals each. Because both teams were able to really, really get the game really congested. They were surrounding the stoppage. They were really, like, not allowing an enormous amount of ball movement. It was not an open game by any means. I think if they made the quarters the same length as the men's, we would get an enormous increase. Not, not like, a relative increase, an exponential increase in scoring. Because when does a lot of scoring happen, right? In red time, doesn't it? You get a lot more scoring in red time, like what in the sort of in the in the extra time portion of quarters, right? In that sort of five to ten minutes as the quarter comes to an end. Because the girls are only playing like 20, 24, like maybe like they're not even playing, they're not playing 25 minute quarters, they're playing like 20, 21, 22, 23 minute sort of quarters. They're not getting as tired. Because they, you know, they're playing, you know, almost a third less time than the boys are playing. I, I imagine if they increased it and the girls were doing thirty-minute quarters, they would get very tired late in quarters and late in games, and we would see more scoring. So, you know, if the, if the AFL can't swing the extra seven games, which is a lot, it's a lot extra seven weeks, extra, like they'd have to pay more, like there's there's a lot of things that would have to happen for that to be a possibility. So I don't see it happening this year. Um, but what they could do is make the games just a tiny bit longer. And I think, I think what that would do, I think that's the baby step that they have to take. They take that step 
and then scoring increases, viewing increases, money increases, and then they can extend the length of the season. That makes sense to me. That would be what I would do. Anyway, that is it for this week, guys. These AFLW ones are going to be short and sharp so that I'm not waffling on about shit that I don't quite know fully yet. Um, I hope you're enjoying how I'm doing them now. I am definitely enjoying it. Just sitting down one evening, just watching watching a game that I don't care. I'm not invested in. I can just watch the game, study it. I'm enjoying it immensely. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember to like and subscribe and review it and comment and all those things. And I will see you next time. Bye.